Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. show live i am the big guy ryback happy sunday ladies and gentlemen we are streaming live instagram and tiktok thank you guys for joining in over there the big guy ryback 22 on both of those platforms with that guys swing on over here to youtube at ryback tv where you guys can participate and are the co-host of this show the ebb and flow of this show goes where your questions go super chats are always greatly appreciated health fitness supplementation pro wrestling sports politics love and anything and everything in between positive mindset negative mindset whatever it is weight loss questions building muscle anything that you have i will try to answer and give you the best advice that i can on the particular subject and if i don't know I'll be very honest with you and tell you I don't know, but the chances are I can tell you, uh, point you in the right direction, like that guy over there. With that, this show is available on all podcast platforms as well. iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. I thank each and every one of you that tune in and listen. We're continuing to move up the podcast ranks on the audio version. Overall, we are one of the top wrestling podcasts overall on total listens. Uh, across all platforms, if not one of the, like in the the elite crop of total listens on that. So I thank you all for, for joining in on whatever platform it is that you join in on. This show's brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line, sweetened with stevia and monk fruit, no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors, vegan friendly for all people, men and women, he, she, and thee on feedmemore.com. New customers can save 30%. First-time buyers, discount code RYBACK30. Also getting a free bottle of our 123 Muscle Joint Tendon Support. Returning customers can save 20% discount code FEEDME20, FEEDME20. That is in the description and the comments here on YouTube and on Instagram when it's posted on that. Speaking of which, the, the show will end after one hour of streaming on Instagram. TikTok, we typically go all the way through, whether we're an hour, hour and a half, two-hour show depending on on the topics being discussed and, and the amount of questions that we get uh, for for each particular show on that. So I always encourage you guys, swing on over here to YouTube, Ryback TV. That is the number one place. We're on Twitch, Ryback Rules, and we're also streaming on, on uh, Twitter today at Ryback with that. Good to see all of you guys. We have the workout gloves on the website as well. I'll have to look and see. I don't know what they should. They should still be on there. Maybe... It, I don't know. I, I was positive that they're, they're still on there. But I, I'll have to take a look. There's weird things. When you have a website, random things will just happen. Like, I constantly, and I have my webmaster, 
in the in the fulfillment center and like they'll sometimes message over like hey this happened or like just randomly something will like just be wrong and you're like how did that even happen it is uh the joys of of running a business and there's always something that needs to be done with it so i will check and see because it it wouldn't shock me if the gloves were just some supposed like mysteriously not showing up but they also could just be on a different section, and I got to look and see. Maybe they're not showing up on the right section on accessories on there. Uh, have you heard about the guy, uh, the more plates, more dates on YouTube? He did a reaction to your video years ago. What was his reaction to the video that I did years ago? I, I saw that he did something with Rogan on that, but I, I don't know. I'm not too fond of people like that, that like kind of um, make videos on other people like that, that don't actually, it's like the journalists that don't do their homework on journalism. And they're just like, they're kind of the most egotistical, selfish people in the world is like, they will do and say anything for views on that. And uh, so I, I'm very curious to him specifically, you know, like he was very, I'm just, I'm just curious. Cause uh, I, he doesn't seem to, uh, I, it's not somebody that I would, I would in particularly like watch or, or follow. Uh, do I think Brian Cage looks like a goof with the Mohawk and Joe Dirt facial hair? I feel like I could take him more seriously if he looked normal. Uh, I don't know, Bill, you'd have to maybe message him and, I would find a nice way to maybe relay that message to him because quite frankly, I don't care <laughs> either. You know how to get over. You don't know how to get over. And if you don't know how to get over after a certain period of time, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. Let's see here. All right. Here's a good question from Howdy Ryback. Any advice for what to do when you feel like you're stuck in life creatively? or career-wise. I plan to buy one of your supplements to help with the mental aspect. Have a great day. We'll check out the brain feed and the hope spot. Those two are absolutely down your alley for that, and they, they work very, very well. Uh, so any advice for when, when you feel stuck in life or creative? There's going to come times, like and I have times, that, you know, with all my social media stuff going on. It is, there's nothing more defeating than when you're a creative individual and you can't get your content seen no matter what you're doing. So it, by default, that makes you not want to create content because you know that your efforts are not being rewarded, that you're not, but I just still keep going. I just know it's better to do something than to do nothing. And eventually the stuff's going to get fixed. But I don't know your particular situation that where you feel stuck. We're going to have good days and bad days though, where we're just firing on all cylinders some days and other days where we're not firing. But something I constantly remind myself of, I have it written on my, my one of my goal boards, I have it written in my gym, is life is about trying. And I constantly remind myself of that, that there's, there's certain things that if we want certain things in life, we have to try at the right things that apply to us in our lives and in, that can help us get to our goals or, you know what I mean? And, and so we have to try, you know it's that just always kind of always gives me a, a kick in the ass to, to keep going where I was like, well, if I don't try, that's a for sure guaranteed 
100% recipe for disaster. But you know what I mean? So it's like that that keeps me motivated. Also, things, and this is what I, I've gotten really good at this because in you guys, the things that I don't have control over, like I can't control how much my content is distributed to my followers that keep going up. I can control though that I keep doing the work. I can keep putting out my content. I can keep sending messages to the help thing. I can keep posting stuff publicly so more people raise awareness and are able to see what's going on. If I don't do any of that, I lose. 100% lose. If I keep doing what I'm doing and keep trying, I keep the possibility open that everything is going to get worked out at some point in time. And that's that consistent behavior that it doesn't matter what you do, but I just know from my life and I go, they can't stop me from this at least. They can control if they want to show millions of people or only thousands of people. They can control that. I can't right now. So, but I, but I, I can keep going, right? If I stop everything, nothing ever is going to get resolved or fixed. I disappear. So whatever it is that you're struggling at, you just got to, sometimes it's okay to take a little break, take a step back. Don't put pressure on yourself. Like, and I don't know in particularly what you're talking about, like is creative, creatively what that applies to as far as in, in, and I don't like, is it your job or in the, what, how that pertains. Um, but if you give yourself a little bit of a break that, that can, and, you know, whether it's a week, whether it's a few days and look, and you try to remain positive and optimistic and just go, you know what, I'm just going to have a good time with the family this weekend at Disneyland or go to do something, whatever it is. And just like get your mind away from things that could greatly enhance uh, your mood and carry over in, into a positive effect in, in, into your situation at some point in time. Job wise, you know, life job wise, it, it's very difficult in life, you know, because we, we make money. We want to make money to be able to, to support ourselves and, take care of our families or for whatever reason, financial security and stability, whether it's to live in a nicer neighborhood, a nicer home, to have nicer things. There's, it is the way of the world. Money is oxygen. We, we need it to live. We need a certain level to live and to be able to take care of those that we love and care about. And the less of it we have, the more vulnerable and at risk we are to this crazy world and all the things that can happen in it. All that stuff could still happen with money, but it gives us more control to at least resolve situations or to protect family. You know what I mean? It's just a certain security aspect with that. So if we're working a job that we're not particularly fond of uh, or happy with, but, but we're, but it financially helps us take care of that. And, but, but it's carrying over in, 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 in draining and taking away from overall happiness away from it then there comes a point in time where you have to evaluate the situation. And again, life is about trying. So if you're not happy at that job, are you trying to actively seek and search out another job? You know, maybe there's a pay cut with that. Are you able, does that pay cut not really affect your overall life, still allow you to take care of the things that you have, but your happiness is going to go through the roof. And over time, the money's going to probably come back much higher. And if not, Everything else is more balanced. Oftentimes, too, a lot of people get caught up in the game of they just want to make more money, more money, more money, but at the expense of their happiness. Whereas you can make uh, a tenth of that money, be completely okay, have everything you need to be able to take care of everything. You live within your your, your means, 
but you're astronomically more happy. You live a very productive, happy, creative life. Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that a lot. And it's a very real thing. You know, I don't need to be the number one supplement company. I could be the, I could be the number 100, but I'm making more than enough and I'm able to take care of everything and right. Do the things that I still enjoy. And I, I live a very happy, stress-free life for the most part. Right. Well, that now it's cool. The more you move up on that, the more things, but there's, there will come a point, like say, it's just like, I'm, what if I had to do that? I have to travel all the time and never be home. I can't see my dogs. Can't see my family. Can't, you know what I mean? And that, so what am I doing it for then? What am I, what is that hustle and that grind for where now you're, you're, it's just kind of, you're not really fulfilled in other areas. And that's oftentimes a lot of really successful people are very, very low on the totem pole of, of, uh, self-improvement and just understanding awareness of life and, 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 and self-development of like, of being happy. And it's, it's a, it's a real balance with all of that. Uh, somebody goes, how can you get back into WWE when you made a lot of enemies? So that is an incorrect statement on your part. I have not made a lot of enemies. I actually get along with almost every pro wrestler that I've ever met. And I think a lot of us that we know, I just saw that we can talk about Dolph Ziggler and Justin. We laugh at so many things at how ridiculous and like perceptions. And we all have our own unique set of things that you fans have convinced yourselves of. And, you know, you know, Bret Hart punched Vince McMahon in the face. Bret Hart then went on to wrestle and beat Vince McMahon. Vince Bret came back to do a lot of things with WWE. He punched Vince McMahon in the face. He spit in his face. Have I ever spit in Vince's face or punched him? No, I've just spoken the truth on things that are going on while this company is suppressing my social media. They know full well what they are doing. They know. They they know. So they anything I'm saying, I'm still a saint. Because anybody else, it's lucky it's not a lot worse. So, you know, as far as like with people in the business and wrestlers, that's not that's not the case with it. And uh it, it's I can't control if you guys go read a bunch of BS written by people that can't do it and then just make up lies and they try to put their opinions on it. And you go and read it and believe it. You don't like that. I stand up for myself and I speak my truth and I've never budged on my truth because it's the truth with it. I've not created a bunch of enemies. Get along great with everybody. So. And you know, when you're capable of drawing money and making money, and I don't care what you think or any of your little uh, amigos think that, oh, Ryback can't do this or that. I've got the, the proof of it doing it on multiple occasions. And I know when I go get my Starbucks coffee and the girl over there is freaking out that's working because I ran in today because the line was so long and I very rarely it was a different location. And I go in and she's shaking and she was, you, you were me and my brother's favorite growing up and getting auto, do an autograph for and wherever you go, people still recognize you. That's how you can go back with it. So a lot of you like to discredit the success, a lot of success in a very short period of time. So, but once you make an impact and you, you are in people's memories, a lot of you don't understand. I was a lot of kids, favorite wrestlers. I was a lot of adults, favorite wrestler. It doesn't matter if it was only for a couple years. It doesn't matter if it was only for four or five years. I made an impact with it. And my story is very unique and different from anyone else's. And then, you know, so that's how though.
and get your health back and physically in, in the best shape and more capable than ever. That's how you can go back to do things, right? But we'll see. There's going to be there's going to be options, and I'm not worried about anybody who ever tries to sit there and say otherwise. I'm like because that, that I will never adopt the mindset of the week, never. Do I like comedic segments in wrestling? Absolutely love them. Essential. It's just the right time, the right place with the right people and the right characters. You can always, comedy and pro wrestling go hand in hand. And that is simply your most serious of characters can be involved in comedy segments when they are done correctly at the right time, at the right place. And you could add very good layers to their character over time. And, you know, my thing is, <clears throat> you never want to be a character that's too serious for too long. There's very limited money in that. I always look at the, the best examples are Austin and Rock, and like where they were, they were larger than life characters. And, and you have different phases where you're a little serious, but as you become, you get more and more over. And this is one of my big reasons on social media of like, because I played that role and I've expanded on it. But when you let people know your real personality, you all the, the key you will be can be as over as over in pro wrestling. And if you're an ass kicker, when that red light is on, when you kick ass when you're supposed to kick ass, but when you you have a good understanding of when and where to do things and how to do it, incorporate it. And the more people are used to seeing it and understanding, and then it can make you larger than larger than ever with it. And those guys were able to really, really do that, but they were they knew when to keep it serious. And they knew when it was okay to have fun with it, right? And and so that's where you've got to, you know, it's just a balance. And it's a, every character is a little different on that, right? But, you know, I, to me, one of the all-time greatest characters of all time in, in the history of professional wrestling is Santino Morello. He is absolutely just in a league of his own. And I, we've all witnessed it. We would all sit and be in awe that he would come up with these little things, his character. He would get the you know some of the best reactions uh, uh, at TV and live events with the shenanigans that he would incorporate into a match. And some of it was beyond simple, but he just had a very good understanding of when and where to do things uh, and how to incorporate it. And by the way, he's a very guy, guy a legit tough guy who, who who could who could hurt some people, and and he understood the 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 longevity that it provided him and the ability to get over and to connect with fans at a deeper level than anybody that just went out there and did moves and tried to just be serious. And so it, it 100% belongs in wrestling. It's just a, it, it's having a balance of that along with other things. My opinion. Yeah. I don't know who's going to win. I forgot the, we got the fight going on the Jake Paul theory. Let me know. What, Cause that was supposed to 10, it said 2 p.m. Eastern, 1, 12, 11 o'clock my time. So that, that event is going on. There's a good possibility that that fight goes down while I'm uh, live here. So if it, if it does, let me know the uh, how the fight is going. And I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to happen on any of that. I just knew I, I stopped giving them money for fights after I saw the uh, – I think I, I I bought the Logan Paul Mayweather and that I kind of and uh, even though I, I was entertained and uh, but I was uh, I, I kind of felt like it was more of a, an exhibition. Um, 
and uh, which Floyd is great at. And the 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 Jake Paul Woodley second one, I think I, I I was like on the fence and I ordered it, and I and I regretted it. And I go, I'm, I'm done. I'm done giving the money for right now. Down the line, maybe, but we'll see what happens in this. If it was, if it's like this, ends up being like a great fight, and it goes all the way, and at the end, there's a great knockout, or like it's just a great fight. Then, then I'll, I'll wait and try to catch it, the pieces, and go. Okay, maybe it's worth getting one of these in the future if it's another good matchup. So, super chat, Dallas Cottrell. Thank you for waiting. When you were a part of Nexus, were you guys supposed to go over versus Cena until he said otherwise? Heard rumors about it. Those are actually one of the true things and where a lot of times rumors and things like that can be um, not correct. That is a, a correct one. And Jericho's talked about it. I just talked about it. Uh, we got the finish that day. We were all under the impression uh, from things that were going on that we were we were going to be going over at SummerSlam. And, and, and that was, by all accounts, the, the, the goal. Um, Cena felt otherwise and, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough situation and I look at it, I could step out of the situation, you know, you're making, he's making a lot of money. He's in that top spot and you do have to have a little bit of a killer instinct at the right times. And you also have to understand that the business, if you truly love it, needs more stars at other times. And if it's a singles match and there's something you don't feel, you know, and everybody, L talents have the ability to go to Vince. We were put in a very, very difficult situation of being literally brand new and getting thrown right into the shark tank in the main event with all the top guys or, or, or a, a handful of the top guys and, and upper mid card guys and, and guys that had been there for a long time. So, I mean, we're straight out of developmental essentially a little run on NXT. And so it's a very difficult situation because, and I'm just, I'm telling you why it's difficult. And we were all aware. We know how the business is. Had we gone to Vince and, and I believe Wade, there was, there was a conversation. I can't, there was a conversation if all of us should go in or if only Wade and so it wasn't as threatening. And I think it might have been only been Wade, but I just it was simply to go in to inquire, is this is this what you want? And and essentially it was yes, this is what what I want. And and that was after the Cena had stuff had, had gone in and got things changed. And so if we then would have tried to then further go in together, there's a very good possibility that there would have probably been some leaks on the dirt sheets at that time that the Nexus had a bad attitude or we had attitude problems or we were difficult to work with. And this is where pro wrestling is a very, very silly, silly thing because how things in agents who don't, all these new guys think they're going to come in. And a lot of agents don't like to see guys come in and do good. It's just the reality of the situation because a lot of the guys that were agents were not top guys and didn't make top guy money. They could have done well, but it, it, it's, it's, it's acting. So you see guys come in and a lot of times that's why you see guys that, the guys, they just kind of, it's, it's a very, it's a crazy, crazy thing, man. It's not, it's not easy in the, in the whole setup of it. There, and it, it is, um, we, we, we had that, 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 that finish 
we go out there, we go, we go do business. And, uh, but, but once that's done, things are never essentially the same because you need to get big wins at the right time. And I will say this, I don't think it would have hurt Cena one bit to lose that pay-per-view because he was going to, the goal was he was going to get the better of Nexus anyways, right? So if the goal is, is you're going to get the better of Nexus anyways, why do you need to beat them at their debut match that with that we're getting heat along the way? They're looking good at the right times. We're cowering off at the right times. Baby faces are looking good going into it. Heels are looking good going into it. We're getting massive heat, but you need credible wins, especially when you're all new guys and, and there's ways to do it where that, that you could do it and protect the talent. And Cena would have been protected had he taken a loss because he was going to be winning. He was going to pick us apart one by one. That was the the kind of all. And you saw that I happened to get injured and then didn't get a part of it. He got me later as Ryback. We all saw that. And it's just the way that, uh, you know, but I, and I look at it and he's in that position, but it's like, um, and there's different ways to do business. And it's one of the things I disagree with him because it's a fear mindset is, and he's done and he knows he has to live with it. And I don't care how much money he has. He will always have to live with that and knowing, and he knows the guys that he did it to and, and, and played a part in it. And, um, and, and, you know, Hey, maybe it doesn't bother him with it for, but, and that's part of it with it, but you don't need to do that. You could actually do really good business and make guys at the right point in time. And, but you know, for whatever reason, he didn't feel that that his character should lose to the Nexus that night, and so there were a lot of weird things with all of that. He didn't. He I, I was gone for it, but I remember getting told when he did the whole Nexus storyline. I don't think he ever wore a Nexus shirt, right? And I think it had something to do, or if he did, it was only put on once, or he didn't. There was something with the the he wasn't going to wear the stuff if he wasn't getting paid the royalties on it, and I think that they would like. Or he had something where he would have been taking the majority of Nexus revenue, or there was something. So there was a reason why he didn't fully go all out with the Nexus thing. Once I was gone, when Wade had him like part of Nexus for that that little part of the storyline, and I and I, I just know it had something to do with like merchandise numbers, and 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 that was I know it wasn't incorrect. I know it was it definitely it was legit. So. Uh, good question here. Ryback, how do you feel about Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes? In my opinion, you should return to WWE. You can face Rey Mysterio and it will be it'll be an awesome match. Um, thank you. Uh, so I think I see the other super chat here too. I will get to. I did not miss it. Let me make sure I have it there. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I was just thinking of this today because I, I I saw somebody did a TikTok video, one of the wrestling channels, talking about that they think Roman Reigns, the goal is going to be for him to retain against Cody and to go over the thousand-day mark and uh, that they felt like it was going to elevate Roman uh, even further, which that is, I told you guys, if that is the ultimate, which it has been for a long time, the, the goal with him and the company, and it took a long, long time to get that going, that uh, it could come at the expense of Cody. And nothing will ever shock me with how they do business. If Cody did not get bulletproof protection in his contract, they this is this is Vince's, and this is what he did with me. This is his 
best way to, to get people that he has issues with is he will get you as close as you possibly can to hitting a that level, and then he'll pull it away from you. And he did it to me multiple times because he knew he knew how badly I wanted it and the things that were going on. And I, I'm telling you, and Cody left left and did the things and did the things with the with, with Hunter and. You know, they can tell you all day long that there's no beef and everything is cool and we're working well together, you know, and, and they will do creative situations like that where that could impact your overall character development if you don't win at the right time at the right place. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I hope for Cody's sake that that is not the case. And he if he if Cody gets the win over Roman, it's going to elevate Cody to a new level that Cody's not at yet. And that and it's that Cody is at a much higher level than he ever was. So we'll have to wait and see. I though was thinking for that storyline that I go, what if, if Sammy does something with the blood, they do something with the Usos later that night and say the Usos somehow retained against him and KO. What uh what a wild turn of events it would be if Roman and Cody, the main event night two, and are out there and they're absolutely it, it having just killing it and uh Cody has the upper hand and it's very evident that Roman is going to lose and Sami Zayn in a wild turn of events comes back in and helps Roman retain over Cody which I think fans would be happy to see the bloodline where then we are seeing then the 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 bloodline story continuation of now Roman Sami desperately just wanting Roman's approval. He messed up with it, but he messed up because Roman pushed him too far, but out of it was out of love and he's he helped him retain at the biggest moment, biggest stage of them all and and where Roman and them accept him back in, you now have a very interesting storyline moving forward and how what they do with Cody and that, but if if they are worried about getting any heat with Roman beating Cody, I think if you have Sammy come back in and make the save and, and keep Sammy in part of the bloodline going forward, that 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 can can diffuse the situation a little bit. Super chat. Matt, thank you very much. Matt throwing a 20 spot at the big guy today. Refilling that Starbucks app for the week. Cha-ching. Yo, what's up, big guy? I just want to say I genuinely think people like you and Andrew Tate are very good for the youth. It's super inspiring here, all the stuff you've overcome. Keep inspiring us, big guy. Thank you very much, buddy. And um, very kind of you to say that. And it's uh, we all have that ability. It, it is. Uh, I'm learning all the time, too. I don't know everything. And I've, I've read a lot. I've learned a lot. I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I apply a lot of things trial and error and experience and and but I am a big believer in that hashtag hungry mindset and keeping a, a positive attitude more often than not definitely increases our chances of happiness and success more than anything so greatly greatly appreciated I do agree that Wade Barrett should have played the role of a world champion at some point I don't think you're going to find too many people in pro wrestling that would disagree with that statement but he's doing very well. He's a hell of a commentator. And uh, I hope if the opportunity presents itself, 
I would love to see him and McIntyre have a have a great program at some point at one of the big pay-per-views like a WrestleMania or SummerSlam. And he's still in fantastic shape. He's in as good of shape as any of the guys. If you ever look on his Instagram, strong as an ox still. The guy being six foot seven, he could deadlift a lot of weight too. He's always been impressive. He uh he can speak, <clears throat> he can speak, uh, he can do a promo with anyone. He knows how to get himself over. He knows how to work with people. He knows how to get other people over. And uh, I think it's just, you know, if that opportunity just, you don't need championships to be, to be legendary and to have hall of fame careers or to be, to make as much money. Like, but if the right role presented itself, he, he could play it. No doubt. John, our 10 count creatine is amazing. You will love it. And it has glycer pump in it as well, which enhances the pump while working out blood flow. Highly, highly recommend it. I have people that it is, it, you're not going to find a finer creatine. That is, that is a top-notch creatine. Get to the new comments here. <clears throat> <clears throat> I would love to see Sammy use the name Sammy Uso. That would be pretty funny if he, if they just acknowledge. I I don't think you want to go as far as a legal name change. I don't think you need to do that. I just think you you do the storyline of that and Sammy Uso. That would be. I still want to see. I, I want to see him come back and make the save for Roman if they if the decision is not for Cody to win, and then I want to see like. I want to see like him like start dating Tamina or something where he's like and like and they do a marriage on on TV with Sammy's now legit in the family like so now there's no he by marriage is in the he is in the family that that would be if I'm in those creative meetings I'm looking for the next year I'm that's the kind of and finding like it's Sons of Anarchy but with the Samoans and it's like what can we keep doing to to because that storyline's working. And I would keep doing it until it's not working. But there's ways if you keep that they just keep investing into the idea of that storyline. It's sons of anarchy with Samoans, Samoans of anarchy. The uh, so it's like I, I love it, man. That show was absolutely amazing. One of my favorite shows. How much? Uh, how much for you to shell shock me? I got my taxes. <laughs> I uh, I got to go out this past weekend, and uh, Dolph Ziggler was in town. Justin Roberts was in town. It actually was a Justin messaged me the week prior, and we had a, a nice little phone call for about half an hour. And he was going to be in town. He did, was here for the XFL, the Vegas Vipers. They uh, he did some announcing for them. And the weather was horrible yesterday. And they're playing at Cashman Field, which I used to go to the AAA games in Vegas. Not a good area whatsoever. And uh, But the, it was horrible weather, so the attendance wasn't great because of people. The weather was raining, not raining, wind, super cold out for Vegas. But uh, so he was in town. I knew he was coming. He wanted to meet me. I wanted to see him. We were going to go get dinner. But Ziggler messaged the day before that, hey – He's in town for this for the Steel Panther uh, House of Blues they were playing at Mandalay Bay and uh, the Spandex Nation that was playing down at Fremont. So it was, ah, man, I, and I, I'd miss Ziggler the last few times he's been in town. 
And but I know that when I go out with Dolph, I, every this is this is why I limit myself. I know I'm going to have some drinks and uh, and I know, but I know I'm going to have a good time. But it's just it's a commitment. So it's like I know I'm taking an Uber out. I know I'm not driving down to the strip because I, I know I'm going to going to Uber out, and I know I'm going to have to Uber back. And, uh, and I know it's going to be a large time commitment, but it was it was more than worth it. And I haven't seen those guys in years. So uh, Ubered out. We went and uh, they, we went to strip steak. Justin had a hookup, eighteen hundred dollar bill comped by the restaurant. Uh, I ate I ate steak that night for the first time, and it was I can't even tell you if it was a couple of years or it's been a long time. And uh, it was a wagyu steak and another one. They, I, I probably the best steaks I've ever had in my life. And uh, ice cold Michelob Ultras all night. The, the the waiter had a full glass in front of me uh, more often than not. And uh, we uh, we had a good time. They had a, a, a Justin had met a Dolph's friend. A woman was in town for the same thing. She that he she works for UFC here in New York City. She was here visiting Katie. Very very awesome, nice, sweet woman. And uh, and Justin uh, had met a girl that works for the XFL. They were working together. So she just she she tagged along with it and. Uh, so we all did that, and then House of Blues, and watching uh, Steel Panther, which I am now a huge fan of, had a great time. They uh, and I, it was a revelation. The Dolph Ziggler character was never about HBK; it was about the the Steel Panther. And it, it is when if you want to understand Dolph Ziggler's character better, and you and you're a little Mark, and you just think he's a HBK ripoff. Or whatever it is, you you know, like I get with the Goldberg stuff or whatever, you got to go watch Steel Panther and you'll be like, oh, Dolph is Steel Panther. That is that is his personality. That's why he's all he's all into that stuff, man. And it, it is good. They're entertaining. Their songs are hilarious too. Um, so I, I had a great time at that, and uh, we did that, and then um, from there we went to to downtown. I haven't been downtown and I can't tell you how long on Fremont street, watch spandex nation play had a, had a few more beers and, uh, and nothing too crazy stuck to beers all night. The only, and I don't, I never, I could, I can, I could drink a ton anyways, but we only did two shots all night. One from, from Ziggler got around and fans bought another one at the concert. And we, I go, we just, that was it. Just stick, stick to the beers that way. I, I you know I was up, I got up fairly early, got in really late and up still pretty early and uh, wasn't like hung over or anything because I didn't, didn't destroy myself. So, which I had done pro at, at a couple times in the past and it's just not worth losing a whole day for when you can just do beers and have a good time. And, but it was great seeing those guys. We had, we had a good time and the, uh, it was funny. The the I, if you noticed, I posted the the thing. Hey Wardlow. So to explain the Wardlow story for people, Justin is. I told you guys when I talked to him, we were talking about Wardlow, and Justin goes, "I'm going to tell Wardlow that we were talking about him and, and that you you enjoyed some of the stuff he was doing." And uh, he was just saying he's he's a great guy, and I go, "He's probably too nice," which is, <laughs> uh, which if you know this business, the. Uh, so, so Justin takes, I posted a photo. Justin took a selfie of himself at dinner. He's like, I'm going to send this to Wardlow. And, but it was just me really, if you had had to zoom in on the picture, if it was on like a text, 
Justin took it. He was just taking a selfie. He was out to dinner, but it was me in the background, uh, not like paying attention. And and uh, so something came back of nice mug, but he didn't think he knew it was Justin didn't think he saw me and Ziggler. So they pointed out uh, that I was there and he goes, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. So the response was he does pretty good with the ladies. And uh, the, the response to that was that's slightly surprising to hear. So that's the end of that. And then later in the night, we, we were all doing photos before we know we're going to go drink more. And uh, it's a photo with the ladies and then just, hey, Wardlow. So no context. So anybody else watching, it's like, what the, the hell is going on? But, but that's the background story on it was the big guy does pretty good with the ladies. So great time, though. We everyone we were actually going to go meet the the impact guys were in town. They were at a, a nerd bar here downtown. And so Heath was there and we didn't tell them I was there. I told Dolph, don't say that I'm there. Hawkins and Heath were there. Fandango Dango was there, but he wasn't at the bar. He was he didn't go out. I think Dreamer, Bubba, there were a few other impact guys. Frankie Kazarian, I, I saw he came over and said hello at the concert. Steel Panther. I met him in uh, Atlanta with Christopher Daniels, who I later worked with Daniels on a tour in Australia. Awesome guy. Love him. Couldn't be it, it just nothing but great things. Frankie's always been very nice and, and very, I, this was, he came up in Atlanta and, uh, and talked. I might've met him one other time or a couple other times. And uh, I'm at the concert. I actually thought a guy looked like him from a distance and it ended up turning out to be him because we were standing out by the bar and there was a whole thing closer to the stage where everyone's playing. We're, we're just hanging out by the bar so we can get our drinks conveniently. And, uh, and also people buy drinks conveniently right there when you're out. And, uh, he came over after the show and, uh, and, and, and had a little conversation. And so it was, it was nice to see him. And, uh, but we went to go meet them. We were going to go surprise Heath. I just, I hadn't seen Heath since I left WWE. I've talked to him and, and done, but he didn't, they didn't know I was out. And so, and then we get there, they'd all left. Hawkins wanted to go to bed. And so, and he didn't know because Dolph didn't tell him I was coming. We literally, they left minutes before we got there and, uh, and they were gone. They were back at the, the hotel because it's a quick ride. Once you're, you know, five, 10 minutes and you're back where you need to be if that whole area is so. Great time, though. It was good to see everybody. Sweet Sugar Sugar says, thank you for the super chat. Oh, Tyler's not happy about that 20 spot. So Tyler's coming in hot today. Nexus was lucky I wasn't in charge. LOL. If I had to pick your opponents at SummerSlam, it would have been Cena, Kane, Undertaker, Triple H, Randy Orton, Batista, and Rey Mysterio. Jesus, Tyler, do you want us to be eliminated seven to nothing? You gotta get you think we're gonna have you 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 think we're gonna have any political pull whatsoever after what I just talked about with just Cena. And now you're gonna infuse Cena, Kane, Undertaker, Triple H, Orton, Batista, and Ray, some of the strongest, if not in the that elite strongest characters of all time. That match would have been over in five minutes. We would have been getting pedigreed and, and, and FU'd and attitude adjustment back and forth, ping-ponged back and forth. That would have been a horrible debut match for the Nexus. We needed some of those. We needed the Collies and the and, and Truth and, and Morrison, and we needed those guys in there. There you don't. Do, we needed Brett after his career was done in that match. You think? You know? Come on. 
We had Edge, Edge and Jericho were in it, and they they. This is an example of knowing how to do good business for the for the betterment of the business. You, those guys were both over in in top positions. They they went on record of knowing that we we should have gone over in that match. And Jericho's at one of the best at knowing how to put guys over and stay over, right? I don't think there's anyone better. So you can't tell me it can't be done because it can't. It's not done out of fear. And there's certain people with different mindsets and it holds the business back. I'm telling you, but it's, that's part of it too. You've just got to take it and learn. And the good thing is, is I learned all this. I learned, I've been through that. I've been through the whole main event. Shark Tank run and seeing I've been in all the whole run with how the company and things and legal stuff. I am mentally at such a level in place that it's and but I've never lost sight of like knowing good business and knowing that you could you can get more over doing good business in the right storyline. And you just got to be able to get your creative input infused in that. And that is one of the things missing guys. There's they're sometimes afraid of, of putting another guy over. You don't have to be afraid doing that when it's done right. If you're allowed to creatively have some input and to get over at the right times in it, and you become a bigger star. Rock has lost a lot. Rock has lost big matches quite a bit. Nobody thinks about that because he got himself over, but he was given opportunities to give himself over time and time again, right? So that's the important stuff overall. And wins and losses do matter at the right times in specific situations. But overall character development helps with that process and where it can go back and forth a little more. Appreciate all the love and support. Uh, Are rest days necessarily or rest or rest days? Hold on. Are rest days a must if you're doing cardio? Hold on one second. Let me. Are rest days a must if you're doing cardio, but guy with ab workouts? I don't understand that. I think rest days are important on a lot of things. And even on cardio, you got to give your, your body a rest, especially if you're doing high impact cardio. Things that like your joints and your knees and your ankles, all that. I think it's always good to give yourself rest. I think I've seen people with an addictive personality that don't give themselves any rest ever. It's a crazy thing with it. And oftentimes the people that do that have eating disorders. They have some sort of eating disorder where they they think they're going to get out of shape and, and where it's like, like, no, you can literally, if you're eating fine, go weeks without training and not even notice a difference. You might feel a little flat here and there, but it's really going to be very, very minimal. Uh, someone says, Ryback, you've probably answered this before, but how did you and Curtis Axel come to be a team? Was this a Heyman idea? Uh, no. So, I was doing the bullying segments and getting, they were starting to really, really get a lot of heat finally. Uh, and, and we're, in Vince's own words, he was, he goes, all oh, this is entertaining SHIT. He, it was, I was, and that was allowing me, that was where I, and that's where I added in the big guy aspect of the character, that coggy, cocky, very arrogant, egotistical aspect, uh, bully that I felt fit 
the what I my image of of the bully that I was trying to be, picking on smaller people once again. Uh, and Paul came up to me at a live event, and uh, he was with Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel had the IC champion chip championship. The program, though, there was I don't know if it was Paul had. Paul had, was the one that wanted Curtis Axel to get Curtis back on TV. And I think that was a favor to Joe in the, in, with, for, with, with Heyman and in the connection with Mr. Perfect, his father. And, and Paul was looking out to get Joe back on the main roster. Now, I don't know if something changed that Paul with Joe, with, with, with Axel, Axel had the championship. He was having good matches. Him and Punk were having really good matches on live events. But I don't know if if Heyman, and he's been known to be very shady and, and did not want that to continue on for too much longer. And so Paul, and I later found out, I guess had the idea to put me back in the main event or in that top spot. I think Punk was champion still, if I'm not mistaken. Um. No, he don't know. This was after Punk had dropped the championship to Rock. But it was to Axel. I don't know if he did. He, Axel lost the title at some point. I don't even remember to who. But it was to put me into the storyline to take on Punk. Because Axel and his thing with Punk had just ended. And, and it actually is good for Paul to continue to be in the storylines with Punk because they were real life friends and working together, even though they weren't on screen together, they were working together. And so it was a way to, for Paul to continue making top, top money on top of whatever his downside was. He's getting paid better working and the more figured in he is on TV and things, the better his, his, his checks are as everyone's are. And, uh, he, they pulled me out of the bullying stuff, which I did not want to get pulled out of because I was finally getting heat as a heel and having fun. And uh, he came up and said that that was what Vince, he'd already talked to him and, and uh, like, all right. And uh, we, we did a, a couple months of business. We were in England. This is when Punk was probably at his absolute worst mentally and just a, a whore and a nightmare to work with, which people, like, not fun to be around. Like, as far as, like, just no, doesn't want to talk about stuff, doesn't want to try to make matches better. I've talked about this countless times. He, he was physically already beat up, far, far done before he ever touched me or I ever touched him or anything. But he was, he was starting his lies to Vince he was trying to get me taken off the roster, if not fire. I know this because I told you guys this story from Vince. He, at the UK, the night that this happened, him and Paul went in, and, and that's where they tried to get me fired or sent back down to developmental. Like, literally tried to get me taken off the roster. I didn't know any of this at the time. I found this out later. I was walking down the hallway and see Paul... In, in punk walking together, remind you, Paul's with me on TV with this. He's not hanging out with me. He's hanging out with punk the whole time. And I always just, I just go, this whole thing is just so not good. They both smirk at me as we're walking down the hallway, like with like shit eating grins. And I knew right then and there, I knew Vince's office was not far down. I, I go, they just did something. And so I go and talk to Vince that day. And Vince had a different attitude than he'd ever had with me at this point and he uh 
he goes, I don't know what to do with you. And I go, what are you talking about? As far as what? He goes, I don't send you back to NXT. And I, I've never been angrier, never been angrier because nothing had been bad or wrong or any, and I just, other than what Punk has been known to do to, and he's been known to do it to other people, which we have seen publicly. So it's not like I'm making this up out of the, and, and I go, well, send me back down to NXT, just dead in the eyes. And then he stops, he puts his head down, he thinks, he looks, he goes, I don't want to do that. And I go, then don't do it. And then we had to talk about something over with that night. Paul's in the ring and does a promo in the UK that he's done with me and Axel. We were completely unaware. We were not told that he was doing this promo, essentially burying us and that we were no longer Paul Heyman guys or would Paul Heyman. And uh, one of the writers came up and me and Axel hear this backstage. I'm furious. Just how the whole thing that how nobody talked to us. It was just like, I go, what? And they go, you guys are going to now be a tag team moving forward, which we go, okay, fine. That's more than fine. We both, it was both got a knife in our backs from, from that guy and the whole deal. And uh, so that night I, I went and told Paul, I go, I need to talk to you now. And that night he, at the hotel we were at, the the catering, there was like, they were like regular tables and booths. We were like at a, if I'm not mistaken, we were at like a booth. Paul was across Axel was on that side, and I think I had a chair pulled up to it. Or I could have been in the in the booth too, but Paul was directly, we not far from me. And uh, and I had beers come into the table. And Paul sat there and I and I told him everything that I thought about him for the entire night and just kept in his how what I did not appreciate the dishonesty, the uh the lies and whatever had happened like with him and, and, and punk and how he was supposed to be creatively you're with me on TV, but you're, you're working with punk and uh, Paul had a butter knife in his hand the entire time, shaking, nervous tap. Like he was terrified punk at some point got up and punk got there. And I don't know if Paul had texted him or punk came in for food and saw me and Axel at the table with Paul punk tried to walk by multiple times like he was debating like he's going to do something punk was terrified of me and would not do anything which i know this because things have happened multiple times and so where punk though would routinely talk down to talents at tv and try to punk them out i swear to god people don't there's a lot of stuff people don't really really know he would talk down to like he would talk tough to talents where he knew they politically had no choice but to cower down that if they would have fought him they would have been fired this happened multiple times and all the boys, all the guys that know have seen this. Punk could never do that to me at any point in time. I never would back down. If he tried to get an attitude, and I'm going to tell you a little, little story on top of this after this, which is why he went and did the personal things that he did after when he was gone, that never were things when there. So we have that night, Paul pays for all my beers after and made sure me and Axel made sure to, to get as many as possible. And so that bill was at least, at least something. And, uh, and, and I didn't talk to him for a long time after that. At some point in time, and he was back on in the roster, me and him got along. We got along better. And I think we always, I, I just go, I know how he does business. I do things. I think he's great at, 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 at doing certain things. And, but there's, there's good humans in life. And I just don't appreciate the people that are scared and dishonest and lie and snakes. And that's no, no, that's not a, that's not like a made up thing. That, that, that's a kind of a, a character trait, right? 
well, and maybe some people like that or whatnot. I don't, and the people that I hang out with don't, and we stay away from it because we don't respect it with that. But the uh, punk, if you guys remember, and I've talked about this, punk in ECW, and I know this because he brought me footage one day. I'm not, I'm not even making this up. <laughs> As you know, <clears throat> I got the Feed Me More with the, the, the deal from Bloodsport with the guy. I was doing the arm thing. I'm trying, I, I, because I understand how important that I always loved that movie, that guy. And I go, this is, it's like the ultimate, just manliest, like just thing, just dominance of showing dominance, that, that arm just taunt that he did in that movie. And, And when I finally started doing Feed Me More, it just synced up. People in the crowd were doing it. And I just go, this is it. It it just, it was a natural organic thing. I had no clue. I guess when Punk was in ECW, and there's footage you can go find, he tried to do the taunt and tried to get people to do it with his name or or something, and it never caught on. So years later, I come in, and I don't know if he thought I stole it from him or whatever, but so he never got it over, never did it, and nobody had done it years later. I start doing it. I sync it up with the Feed Me More. Now we're off and running. That Now it, it, that's, people know me for that. I get that taken away from me when Vince turns me heel. The uh, no more feed me more, no more doing the, the top. So time, some time goes by. Punk, all this stuff happens where Punk and the he's trying to get me taken off and this and that. And this just shows you what he. So what does he try to start doing? This is the pettiness and the childish bullshit that that just goes on in, in pro wrestling with certain people. He starts trying to get the, the top. This is all on tape. Whatever year this was in, in fourteen, he starts to try to get the CM punk thing still not getting over people are chanting feed me more in the crowd when he's doing it they're confused he's tr- he's trying it over and over and over i had talks with regal about it i had talks with hunter and, and somebody i don't know if there was who there was one other person i go this is like, like and nobody no everyone knew what it was i'm like i'm it's like I'm at like the just I, I let it go on to I, I couldn't let it go on anymore. And uh <clears throat> I'd had a conversation with him. He brings him to EC where I, I'd asked him to stop. I go, and I, I tried to be very polite and nice to him. I just Phil, I don't think you should be doing that. In which he 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 tried to say, well, I was doing it first. And I, I go, like like a little kid, I go, Okay, I'd like to see. I had no no recollection of, of him doing any this in ECW and whatever because it never got over. He's gotten a lot of things over. He never got that over though. So now you can see where now there's a personal thing, right? So he comes back to me later that day, comes like running up with footage of his ECW thing doing the taunt. And I go, to your credit, you did do it first. And and he goes, like so essentially he thought he could keep doing it. And I go, but I go, you never got it over. I did. So you're going to stop doing it. Furious, absolutely furious. And he could do nothing to me about it. And he knew that. So he storms off. He, at some point in time, time goes by, he tries to do it again. I'm getting changed in the locker room. I've had enough now. Now I'm not talking to him nice. Now it's your stop doing this. There's F words probably in there. And he doesn't do anything once again. So you have to understand this guy that punks people out, that talks bad to people with this is can't physically do anything to somebody. So there, and he tried already because he couldn't physically do anything. The manipulation with Vince and the different things that didn't work. Vince didn't fire me. Vince didn't send me to NXT, right? So that frustration in him is built and built and built. Then when he leaves, 
oh, let's go make up these lies and try to sabotage this guy's career. This is the human being that he is. And those that know me know. And none of this is lies. None of this is made up. And you can see, though, there's that personal. That's all it takes for a sociopath like that to just go off the deep end. And they will do whatever they can to try to manipulate people and get people to think different things. But I've always said the truth always wins. And there's a reason why nobody else knows I didn't hurt anybody, do anything. And people have come to that defense multiple times. But that one person did a lot of damage on that one thing. But those of us that know, know the truth. And I tell you, if you ever talk to the boys and people that know, they know. So that's that story of how me and Axel came together. Recent uh, on T-Series YouTube, $253 billion money. If you have that, what do you spend it on? I don't understand what you're saying in that. Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury is in 30 minutes. Somebody sent me a link on my Twitter for the fight, and it, it, the, the link actually checked out. So if you go on my Twitter page at Ryback, you may be able to find on one of the posts one of the guys left a link that I know it, because the fight wasn't on earlier, but the link worked and it said the start time or whatever, but I'm sure that that got taken down. Those links get taken down with people. And I, I actually don't agree with, with people that do it, but every once in a while, my TikTok will show me the fight. Someone will be streaming it live. I'm like, well, it's on TikTok. I'm not going to not watch it on that guy's account. I don't agree with them, but they also though a lot of those places charge so much for fights and take advantage where if they did make things more affordable for more people, it's still going to happen, but it, it might not happen as often, but it, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to really see what happens with, with this one. <clears throat> Super chat, sweet sugar sugar says it was a joke. Having punk beat you Ryback versus rock for the championship would have been a thousand times better. Punk wasn't worthy to face the rock greatly, greatly appreciated. And, you know, it, it's it's acting, it, it's physical acting, and um, and like I said, though it was the in that it was it made him more credible beating me and going on to face the Rock. That may have looked even a lot more unbelievable if if that match with me never took place. I don't know, but I always look at it as whatever the directive in the the conclusion is. You go out, you have a good attitude, and do it, and you never let it affect that person. And, and do that and then because you would want them to do that for you when it's when it's called for you right and but there's times with characters and especially at that point how strong the Ryback character was was built and, and and was was working it was uh like I said it it it, it was it was just a situation that should have been avoided at all costs and we've talked about that with Cena getting injured and recommending that I go into the main event and there were a lot of things at play with all of that. But unfortunately, I got inserted into a, a main event spot that was never going to be for me. That would have been better just building me and waiting until a more natural opportunity presented itself where it could have been for me. And I would have much preferred to do a three-year build and, and continue to build and build and build and then go into that spot with it. And I was ready when I was ready, and I would have been ready three years. But it would have been a more... Uh, I just from a creative aspect, I would have been because uh, I just get better. I get better at everything I do the longer you do it and whatnot, and the more you learn and know. 
but also the um it it would have been a much different you know it's like romans being it's for him you know if you're in a position where it's for you i'd much rather wait and be patient for that and, and not have it negatively affect me than just get thrust into something not for me at the expense of the character and all that work being put into it and so but that you learn from it. And luckily I've always stayed at a certain point and being gone is, is a character's best friend in pro wrestling. And I've stayed afloat and relevant enough and, and seen even despite all the suppression, but which speaking of for the people, there's some stuff, a very uh, Instagram. I told you guys have had me on there for so long. They, during the COVID period, I think it was almost two years. My account was heavily shadow banned. And uh, they they have done it again. My supplement line, they have shadow banned my supplement line. That's been going on for a long time. We've been losing followers. Nobody sees any of my supplement posts on my company. They've done nothing wrong. No post have ever. That is a straightforward business. There's not anything memes or anything. It's just strictly business. They they have shadow banned that. They've shadow banned by all the, the podcast and Ryback TV and restricted that. And uh, they now do, they said there's at least another 90 day on my account. And uh, and they did it on a meme. They said it was in the meme in the stories that it, it violated. Uh, that there was the man, I posted it on the, the man bun. It was a guy cuts off 37 man buns and something. And it was just, everyone knows it's a meme. Like it was just a, it was a funny, not anything political or anything. But this is what they've been doing. They've done this routinely to me. They'll just find one thing to say that I violate the rules, and then they keep hitting me. So my account just almost forever stays very low activity and hidden. And uh, it's a very frustrating thing, you know, with all of it. But TikTok's doing things. TikTok is hitting me for community guidelines. Uh, and they did another one in, on videos that I stitch that people have millions of views and, and people other people are stitching. I always check a video I stitch and I see other people are doing, I go, okay, it's okay to make a stitch. No, what they're doing is, is they just hit me with the community guidelines. The alligator one I just posted on my Instagram today, TikTok took down almost immediately. So somebody is just immediately, they denied my appeal immediately and said that I am promoting dangerous activities. The original video is allowed up. All the other stitches are allowed up. But so this is, it's not that my content's doing it. This is their way of finding ways to keep me and it just keeps it forever shadow banned. And they could just pick whatever post. They hit a violation on it and they just go. And so this is the game that is, it's like, well, what do you put? What do you do? Because now I'm doing safety checks on these to make sure. And, you know, they did, I told you on the the, the videos with the little people and they, they, they were getting me for harassment and bullying when my friend makes the videos on purpose to be stitched or duetted and everybody else is stitching at them and duetting them. But I'm getting hit with harassment and bullying on somebody that we're friends with that or meant the videos are meant to be funny entertainment videos. So they, it's, it's a very frustrating thing. Um, you know, they took away me saying stupid, so I can only do the head slap. But now if I do the head slap, now they go, he's still doing the head slap. So now we're going to get him on promoting dangerous activities or harassment. If we could fit it into the thing, it, it's a, it's not a, it's not a good thing. Good thing is at least I could put it on YouTube and still put it on Instagram, but. You know, like I said, when you're shadow banned on there, you're not being seen nearly by the levels that you should. <sighs> Corey Middleton, good to 
see you. Thank you for the super chat. When you traveled in WWE, either by car or plane, and also hotel stayed, did WWE pay for it, or was that out of your own pocket? So WWE pays for the the flights. They'll book your travel. They have the, the travel department. You'll get your flight info every week in and out. If there's ever any adjustments, they'll let you know. Uh, you are responsible for your rental car and hotel. Now they will, when you're a new talent, what they will usually, this used to be the routine, is that when you were like out of developmental or your first three, four, five, or six months on the road, the WWE would pay for your car and hotel. And I've talked about this. And one of the tricks that they would do is, is they will, will be paying for your car and hotel. And then in that time, they'll offer you the, the deal. Like if you're in developmental, you come up on developmental, you're making developmental money for a while on it. And what they'll do is, is when they, they're going to, hey, we're going to help you with financially a little bit. We know we're going to pay for your car and hotel for, for the foreseeable future for the next six months. And so you really don't understand how expensive that is over, over the course of a year, doing that every week. And what they do is then they they offer you, and they used to lowball guys because they could on the contracts. And so there were a lot of guys that would get really, really low, low six-figure, like $100,000 or $125,000 downsides for three-year deals or $100,000, $125,000, over three years, which is nothing because you're not counting taxes and you're not counting expenses. So that was where a lot of guys and people ride, ride together whether it's indies or that's to save money on gas and cars and hotels, it, you know, in, in all of that, because they're not making enough to even do that. They would be, they would be losing money at the end of the year with food and, and airport stuff. But WWE will pay for the, 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 uh, the, the airport, the travel on that, but you're responsible for the rental cars and hotels, but then they would take that away shortly into that contract. And then you're paying that, but it, it, Everything's a game when you figure it out and see how things work with that it, it, manipulation and whatnot. To, so, um, but they'll, like if you're doing uh, media, and I do, um, you do live to do this routinely. You're doing uh, live events. You, you're booking your hotels, but they, you're doing media for for um, for Raw or for SmackDown. They'll give you two nights in. Sorry, there TikTok. They'll give you two nights at the TV hotel for doing media. So you're, you're saving, you know, depending on where you're at and in the rooms, some rooms and places were cheap. Others, you, three star are up always, and, you know, rooms could be 45, 50, 65 a night. They could be 150 a night, depending on the area and what's available, what's going on in any particular city and whatnot. So they would, they would comp the, the hotel for like media or something like that. With that, and that was that was the extent of it outside once it was taken away for new talents. So you can see where that can. I mean, it, it's very expensive. You ever eaten on the road? Imagine you know live events. We don't have catering, and they'd have like some snacks and stuff. But you're not getting you're, you're not you're not that's not contributing towards your like your meals, especially for athletes and people in shape. You know they have like some rice cakes and peanut butter, and they'd have some like Nature Valley bars or something. So it's okay to grab a snack. You got a little snack on the road or have a little popcorn every once in a while or something at the live event and but that's not your 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 meals for the day so you're eating your meals everybody usually eats at least three times most people but even that you're paying out for food whatever you you just the whole week that you're gone so when you have your protein shakes and one of those meals is a shake usually 
and you've got, you know, guys have their certain things. Some guys bring some protein bars, but you're buying multiple meals every single day. Now you got to remember you're traveling as well in airports. Airports are really expensive. You got to eat a lot of your meals in airports at different times because there's not an opportunity. You know, there's times you're flying into straight to a live event. You're getting in late. You got to go straight to the live event to make sure. And so you're, you're getting food on the flight out and grabbing something in the airport on the flight in, which you're paying way more for than you would if you go somewhere else. But you, you have to. It's essential with that. And then you, you gotta, you're going to want to go eat out. I would always try to eat out when I had time to get food cooked, not eat fast food. And uh, and so it's just it adds up. It adds up really, really quickly with that. And my, my food expenses were very expensive on the road. And I, I don't blow money or do anything crazy and with that. So you can see where that, you know, and just I'm trying to give you an example. If you are on the road five days a week, and the, which was our schedule, a big chunk of it, it was four days every once in a while, five a lot. You're on the road, for, say, four or five days. You got to get a rental car for the week. Rental cars could be anywhere from, and you're typically doing one-way drop-offs, which are more expensive. So you're picking up in Dallas, and you're dropping it off in, in North Carolina. You might We might find our way all the way over there after a, a five-day loop depending on how far the drives are, or you might be dropping it off in, in, in Utah or whatever it is. So one-way rentals are already more expensive with that. So your, your rentals could be three, five, six, seven hundred dollars $700 a week. Easy, depending on how busy it is. Sometimes rates were ridiculous because there'd be something going on. Cars would be limited. You've got you've to just shell out the money. We're like, well, what else are you going to do with that? So, you know... But say just say five hundred dollars, just on average for the week for a rental car. Not counting gas, you got to get gas. You're getting gas every single day, every day on those long drives. Sometimes multiple times. Look how expensive gas is right now. Gas wasn't that expensive back when I was, you know. But you're spending you're spending a lot of money on gas all week. <clears throat> You've got your food every day, eating out. I, I let's just say. <clears throat> Let's just say $100 a day. And maybe some guys could eat. I'm eating a lot of food. I, mean, I have to eat out so often. And I was eating more often then. So no matter where I'm going, I'm, I'm going, I'm spending quite a bit on that. Just getting the food to eat for, just say 100 a day. Just say it's 500 a week. Rental cars, 500 a week. There's 1,000 gone. Gas could be, I don't know, 100, 100 and something. It wasn't as expensive as it is now. So I can't, I'm not going to gauge it off of that. But But those guys now are that are doing it. And, uh, and that money could, it's, you know, if you're on a $4,000 downside a week or $5,000 downside that you get in these checks, you're working live events and, you know, and you got a thousand of it gone, thousand, twelve hundred of it gone for, for travel expense, expenses and food. You're being taxed at the highest rate, typically at, at that amount of money. So a good portion of your check is going to taxes. 40% was always a safe amount. I always stuck to that routine. Just take 40% of my check and put it in a tax account. And in, at the end of the year, I'd have a little bit left over out of it, where it's a little bonus. But that my my tax guy, it was the best advice. He goes, just put 40% away. So, but it, it's probably close to like 38 or 39% that you end up paying at the time. It was ridiculous. Um, that, that and you, Then you take that thousand and different things. So you could be, you're not looking at a great week sometimes depending on how expensive the loop could be and 
it's certain talent that that aren't making you know even a, a decent amount like it, it could be really really difficult they have to be very conservative they have families and kids and where their bills are, are much higher and expenses they they got to be very very frugal with their money which is mind-blowing at the highest level that a company that is making what they're making right but that's why i've always tried to speak up on the truth and things but hey i'm the bad guy that hates pro wrestling so much even though I'm talking about things that will help wrestling be better and for the wrestlers to be better. But, hey, shame on me. Hello, hello, hello. Grim Reeler says, no, I, so the TikTok China is t China owned. Our privacy, brother, is, has been gone for a long time. If you think you're private with oh, having these social devices, the, the phones, I'm telling you right now, best thing you can do is just not care. It's uh, it, there, there ain't going to be no stopping that part of it. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Aaron, saying you love the live streams. Greatly appreciate you tuning in. I have a good time doing these shows, guys. I, I really, I really do. Some, some weird questions. Uh, Chipotle is a, a better option than a lot of other places eating on the road. Problem, though, is here's the other thing eating out all the time that I told you guys and that you don't even realize at the time. The problem with eating out all the time is your sodium is way too high. Luckily, we're wrestling. We're, we're, we're sweating a lot at night. I always did. And I would do the sauna almost. I would do the sauna on the road all the time. And uh, it would because it helped with my with my my aches and everything anyways and kept me warmed up and. It was just part of my routine, but good thing I did because the sodium I was eating was so high all the time that and it, it, even eating healthy, you're just eating way too much sodium because food that from fast food and, and you know, chicken breasts from McDonald's or Subway, those things are filled, filled with sodium far past like, like not having sodium on a grilled chicken breast at home where you're putting pink Himalayan sea salt, which is good for you with your potassium and the other things. And the best thing a wrestler could do on the road is bring a thing of the potassium, no salt with them and just put it on the meals that they can to kind of balance because potassium counteracts the sodium uh, a lot. And it, it can, it can help on top of doing the sauna consistently. I don't know who Aiden Ross is or on Twitch. I don't know what happened for him to get canceled. Ryback, how tall are Jimmy and Jay Uso? Fans said they look short on TV, but in real life they are surprisingly taller than they thought. Yeah, I don't I've never looked at them and thought they were short on TV. I think they're slightly they're not as tall as Roman, but they're not they're not far off, right? I've wrestled there. I never yeah, I don't know. Fans say a lot of things though about everybody, unfortunately. And uh the best thing to do is to not listen to other fans most of the time. Because they 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 don't know, and they think they know, but they they don't know. 
Good to see all of you. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Scrolling down here. I am six foot two. Trying to see if we have one more really good question. What would I say to uh, what would I say to a young wrestler, a person wanting to become a pro wrestler? Is I would say I've talked about this multiple times on here. It, it's you want to cover as many bases and you want to check off as many boxes as possible. I think having a very thorough understanding of of, of nutrition and fitness and getting yourself in peak physical shape, conditioning, and and just overall having a, a physique that is worthy of people turning heads uh, in a, a clean, natural way, and not 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 abusing drugs or anything that is going to hurt your health. And then in finding a good pro wrestling school. You know, like OVW, if the goal is eventually to get signed and go to, to one of the big companies or wherever it is that you, you feel you want to go. But you got to get into a good school. And a good school is somebody that is, you know, like Dr. Tom and, and, and Kane. Glenn Jacobs have the school in, in Tennessee. Al Snow has a school at OVW in Louisville, Kentucky. And there's some other ones around around the country. Is ultimately you want to, you got to, Get yourself into a wrestling school, whether there's a good one locally or not. I don't know. I don't know where you are or who, who's running one. But you typically want to find a good wrestling school, somebody that's had success in the business and has a thorough understanding of it. You can learn from anybody if they're a good teacher on certain aspects. But if they've never been in it and, and been at the high level and, it, and there's some really shady schools out there and people that are just taking your money, they're, they're not going to they're gonna end up hurting you more than helping you. So you want to go into, like I said, you're going to, I, I don't think there's better schools than Al Snow's OVW or um, and if you trained a little bit with Rip Rogers, guys like that, and Dr. Tom Pritchard and, and with his school down there, Glenn Jacobs, because you're going to get taught the right way. You're, you're, you're going to, that's a step in, in an investment in your career. Whereas it could be a gamble anywhere else. Right. But it's it, so it's because you're going to learn the things that you really need to learn that can make you a lot of money and and you will you will learn how to be a great great pro wrestler and the fundamentals that are oftentimes missed by people that don't ever have that training and they they can't pick it up they, it's, we see it time and time again on TV so um, that would be my suggestion and and get the ball rolling and you then you start learning things and getting taught things and working on promos and then it's up to you to, to go all in and. To, to practice things and take advantage of your social media and, and hustle on there and, and learn the craft and, and learn what kind of style. And the best thing to do is the guys that you grew up liking and watching and based off of your build, you know, if you're, if you're a guy that, that is, that likes being big and strong and you liked all the power guys, it's, it, it's developing that kind of, of move set and making things your own because you're going to, that's what you're, that's what you like. And that's what we see guys that their style is a typically a reflection of what they liked when they, when they were younger and figure out what your style is going to be. If it's going to be a little bit of a blend or a hybrid with it. And then you start, you start fine tuning things with that, but that all comes along after you get into the, you want to get into a right place, learn the basics, the fundamentals first, have a respect of the things you need to have a respect of. And then, then you start adding things on and, 
it's keeping a positive mindset and, and working hard consistently day in and day out. Thank you very much. Yeah, with that, guys, what I'm going to do is we're going to wrap up today's show. We're at almost an hour and a half for for today's show. I'm going to let everyone go so we can we can we can watch this sweet Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight on one of the streams being produced all over the place, and uh, and see how that all goes down. And we got a new feeding time coming out tomorrow, 9 a.m. The Taco Bell new crispy melt tacos. Tune in for that. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Another fun feeding time, 9 a.m. Pacific tomorrow on YouTube. And uh, please check back. We always have content being posted all day. Shorts, clips, the, the Ryback Live Tuesday, Tuesday through Friday or Sunday, yeah, Tuesday through Friday, and then, then Sunday. Every week we're going to try to keep this. Sorry, TikTok is that froze again. My battery's dying on my phone. Check that and keep that routine up as much as possible for the live shows here. So always tune in, guys. Always doing content. And until next time, my friends, stay hungry. Feed me more. Oh.